This is JFM Podcast. A very good evening to you. Welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Fanab. What a blessed Easter Monday it is. It is a Christian holiday. Today is the fifth day in the month of April 2021. Good evening, Akbayami. How's the going? How's the weekend? Oh, well, uh, very good. Uh, we're celebrating this resurrection of Christ, and we've said it over and over again that uh, in the midst of all of this chaos, uh, we've got a lot to celebrate. Uh, the existence of this nation alone is something to be excited about. Uh, we've had a series of you know events that probably should have turned this, na- this nation into shreds. Um, I remember, of course, if you can survive the civil war, we survived so many other things as well. Yeah. Uh, we survived the SARS, we survived SARS, I mean, the virus now, the powdery infection that came through that time. Uh, we survived Ebola, we survived so many things. So I feel, We survived bird flu as well. Yeah, so I, feel. I, so I feel this whole religious issue uh, is just us understanding the uniqueness in every single faith that we believe in, respecting everybody's own, and not trying to impose superiority, uh, you know, of religion of opinion i think that's one of the challenges we've always faced as a people and sometimes you can't blame the people that feel inferior because uh, it looks like the system is designed to make some people feel more important than the other some people feel more nigerian than the other so uh, we just find a way to move around it over the weekend the weekend was good unfortunately uh, we started the weekend with news of the death of the House of Reps member uh, representing, <coughs> excuse me, uh, just, just north of Basa in the House of Reps. Uh, I mean, uh, we just hope that the, the Lord will give the family the fortitude to bear the great loss. And when I mean the family, I mean the whole political family, the biological family, friends, relatives. Even everybody. Know, in everybody. Constance, everybody yeah. on the plateau. So uh, yeah. my, my friend got married over the weekend, uh, James. Uh, he got married to his beautiful wife, Ruth. Yeah. And it was a huge carnival. We call him Starboy, Starboy James. Uh, congratulations, guys. I hope you find so much joy and so much fruitfulness in that beautiful journey. Congratulations. Oh, well. Uh, um, thank you to all of you who uh, sent me but their wishes, you know, on, on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Although, uh, you know, I don't use those platforms, you know. Uh, but I sincerely, you know, appreciate you. Just, I, I just wanted... Uh, I'm not a big fan of, you know, celebrations. I don't know why. Even since when I was a kid, I don't uh, fancy, you know, celebrations. So I don't know why. I think for me, it's something, you know, very, very... I don't know how to explain, but you know people that, you know, uh, parties and big stuff don't excite, you know. I think I'm, I'm like that. I just see life as uh, try to be happy as it comes to you every day. Uh, really just be happy and just make every moment you know count for example so uh, but you know thank you to all of you thank you to uh, all of my family of course you know that made it happen uh, well we have lots of interesting stories that we're following the emo jailbreak is really really disturbing i'll say to say the least and uh, the fingers you know are pointing towards the uh, so-called, you know, Biafra boys. Well, uh, that's the what the police are saying. That is, uh, the police are alleging that uh, the Eastern Security Network, as IGP, uh, deploy special quads, uh, squads to Emo State. Um, I, I, you know, it's again. I don't know what the agitation is. I know that there has been marginalization. For example, I mean is. Uh, evident, especially appointment in the top, uh, uh, you know, the President Muhammadu Boris, you know, appointment. I know there's been uh, injustice, you know, even people in the APC are saying that, no, it's not been fair to uh, people from the Southeast, you know, compared to, and the President has made, you know, comments, you know, in that regard, saying that 95 uh, 7, when he was in Chatham House, and I think it was in DC or in London, I've forgotten. Uh, where, but well, again, the homely of uh, the Reverend Father Matthias and Kuka. I don't know why the presidency, I think it's maybe picking on Father Kuka, if, if you'd ask me, the Bishop of Sokoto Diocese, because a primate Ayodele will always make incendiary, you know, comment, but he doesn't get invited. You find, you know, some clerics making, yeah, uh, Bakari, for example, coming out to say that that wasn't the plan, in fact. In his yesterday, in his uh, uh, homily, I would say he raised. He said that 
he was he was instrumental you know to striking the merger between i don't see it as a merger between cpc and acn i see it as a merger between npn and upn of the second republic if you understand you know what happened that abiola was promised the presidency in 83 but buari you know uh struck so and if you understand the typical the typical you know how regions play politics you know in this country the north is very difficult for them to let go of power mm. the only thing that they know about is power and you know i said it last week i said the godfather the movie there's a blob you know it said power is not everything but power is the only thing and for me i admire the politics you know of of the north when it comes to that but the southwest you know and the, the entire south have shown that look you know uh when being shouted at for example they can let go of power uh, but the north will say no if you look at you know the if you read what tunde pastor tunde bakar said the overseer of global community as uh, a church you know he said in his homily it's very striking he said they had to arrange a meeting in london between uh, leaders of the cpc and acn because buhari already has a north in his pocket he's the only is the best of the best according to bakari in the north and tinubu is the best of the best in the southwest region and they had to you know form that coalition and it resulted in 2015 they won the election 15 million votes for example against incumbent pdp 12 million you know uh there about so it's is is very important for us and I'm, i'm i'm bringing this to the open because right now if you look at the agitation in the southwest it's like uh maybe the north doesn't want to let go of power and that the southwest are saying well we with a restructure i mean the restructuring debate has died down now because at some point in time it's restructuring restructuring yeah southwest are saying okay we are breaking away oduapi we even saw currency the east are saying that we are going it's a security network i don't know which region again the and uh, south south niger deltans are saying that uh, well if things are not being fair and just in our society we are going to take in fact they've taken up arms for example so again i i don't understand the thinking behind all of this do we want to destroy our society for us to learn a lesson or do we want to uh, fix things to make our society work and function i i, I don't understand it, uh, you know the logic but we need to condole the family of and of course all human rights activists all over the world mm. over the unfortunate demise of uh, yenka odumaki the mouthpiece of afeniferia and of course one of the mouthpiece of the uh, handshake across the niger that is middle southern and middle belt leaders uh, forum he passed over the weekend we pray that god comforts his family and of course uh the country and you know his followers as well well uh, i remember when there was a jailbreak in benin during the ensas protest uh, the blame was you know quickly thrown to the feet of the protesters that you know they were the ones that you know moved all of that they, they were hiding on that protest to to perpetrate evil to break the the jail and all of that <clears throat> but there's no protest now this one is just a monday monday movement uh, somebody made a meme on twitter that maybe the guys want to go home for easter break and after the easter celebration they will come back to the prison and i mean it shows the negligence that we have in this system the place that we call correctional facilities you can't tell me that that break happened in that situation without people in it being aware of it it can't happen like that and uh, when when i read the, when i watched the video of you know the governor of the state uh, governor hope Puzadema mm. meeting with the hierarchy of police i just said this is medicine after death uh, you've thrown how many pe- people now whether condemned or awaiting criminal or people still awaiting trial and all of that you've thrown them to the streets you've thrown them at the mercy of innocent people that deserve to be protected a lot of people have been in those cells for years uh, you know they've been they've been messed up already yeah Uh, it's supposed to be a correctional facility but you and i know that each time you step into the walls of you know those confinement centers in this country it's a different story i mean you see someone that's been on a waiting trial for 13 years for a bailable offense or for an offense of six months or option of fine but they'll be on a waiting trial for 15 16 years pickpockets petty thieves and the system is so bad that once you get into that place you're supposed to come out as a refined person unfortunately most times you often come out as a worse person that you went into those places so imagine what they have in imo state right now there was also a video and a report today of an army checkpoints that was attacked and weapons were taken away from them and it's just chaos every single corner you turn to and guess what 
the resident doctors are on strike and the president is not concerned and the leadership of the presidency is much interested in you know bishop matthew cook are not speaking like a man of god i don't know how men of god speak anyways i don't know when everybody is speaking from the same side of the mouth uh, i also said yesterday in his sermon that with the way things are going out every single legacy that president boy had built over time will be destroyed in this administration six years down the line we're worse than we became we're worse than we had I mean you need to go back to the propagandas you know that was sold to us leading into the 2015 election then you understand the fact that sometimes when people say that be careful of what you ask for be careful the kind of change you ask for i think we've been in we've seen it in the last six years and we've never been this bad yeah. when i saw the story of the jailbreak i just told myself that it sends the wrong signal to everybody people are in that prison for several reasons some of them are condemned criminals some of them have been they've been charged to court they've been tried they've been sentenced maybe to life behind bars and you throw these people into society it's a, it's it's purely negligence on the part of the government because when i saw how the state police headquarters was set ablaze the ease at which those guys had access to that place it's, I, just, yeah, it's, I just i just i just i don't know it seems like a hollywood uh, movie but it's not it's real life uh, this is, I think this, uh, since when the president came on board, you know, there have been several jailbreaks, you know, across it's, It, uh, it looks country. so easy right now. It, yeah, it looks very easy for them. Yeah, I mean, let me quote Garbashow in his uh, rebuttal to uh, the father, Matthew Hassan Kuka. He said, but if you profess to be a man of God as Father Matthew Hassan Kuka does, ideology should not stand in the way of facts and fairness. Father Kuka said some things that are inexplicable in his Easter message. But in saying that Boko Haram terrorism is worse than it was in 2015, he did not speak like a man of God. Kuka should go to Borno Adamawa to ask the citizens there the difference between 2014 and 2021. Furthermore, the hijab issue in Kwara State on which he dwell is in a state um, is a state matter which the court of the land have adjudicated. There are matters that have appeared in several states as far back as the Abbasanjo administration. In all of that, when and where did the name of President Buhari feature? He's playing partisan politics by dragging the president into it. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you know, our guests about this. We have this insert from the governor of Kaduna State, Malam Nasser Arufai, uh, say no going back. He's not going to negotiate with bandits. And if they come, what they're going to get is not Naira, but bullets. Stay here. No, absolutely. They are terrorists, no doubt about it. This is the position that we have held in the Kaduna State government as far back as two and a half years ago. We insisted that these guys, these are insurgents, they are terrorists, they are fighting the sovereignty of Nigeria, and we must treat them as such. But some people who are being sentimental or, you know, who are being uh, too careful or too afraid of the so-called International Criminal Court and uh, refusing to uh, take the necessary step to wipe these guys out. But it is clear now that they are terrorists. It is also clear, it has been established that the kidnapping operations uh, 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 are substantially funding Boko Haram activities in, uh, in, in the Northeast. Boko Haram has no ways of financing. They have been influenced by the army in the Northeast. They have no way of uh, getting any money. And this, some of them have slipped and joined the ranks of the bandits. And together they are doing this to raise large amounts of money, which, which are being used to fund the intensified operations of Boko Haram business. It is an industry now. There are informants that get paid. There are petrol suppliers. There are drug suppliers. There are food suppliers. There are those that, you know, uh, supply them with weapons and ammunition. Uh, there are even doctors that treat them when they get uh, bullet wounds. So it's, 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 it's an entire industry, but the bulk of the money is going towards uh, terrorist financing. There is uh, uh, an outpost, you know, a branch of ISWAP, Islamic uh, State in West Africa province, called Ansaru, that is congregating in the forest in Birnumbari, uh, led by one Malam Abba. Uh, and their objectives are very similar to Boko Haram, except that they are not against Western education. They are against all symbols of authority. They, their, their agenda is to bring down the Nigerian state and kill anyone in uniform or occupying public office. Well, you know, um, the insecurity in the Northwest has been with us for some years. It's been gradually uh, evolving and uh, getting worse with time. Uh, so I, I don't want to pin it on any particular reason. Uh, 
I think there are remote and uh, immediate causes of uh, the insecurity we are facing in Northwest, uh, as some parts of North Central. But um, we have a feeling that the renewed uh, attacks in Kaduna are not unconnected with the position that we have taken as a government that will not negotiate with criminals, will not give them any money, and they will not make profit from kidnapping. Anyone that comes to Kaduna will not get a penny from the state government. Uh, he's likely to get bullets instead. Well, Malam Nasir Arufai there of Kaduna State, in case you just tune in, the program is Nigeria at Sunset. We're supposed to have two guests, but we have one. So, uh, well, we have Prince Valentine Adesse, publisher of Reality Newspapers. And of course, uh, okay, one of the pioneer owners of online radio in Plateau State in the north. Good evening, son. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, Professor, for having me. And thank you, PME, for all your foundational facts. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about, uh, first, let's talk about the homily of uh, Father Kuka before we talk about this insert. Will you say that the presidency may be speaking on Father Kuka anytime he delivers homily? Uh, the even Garbasho is not like, he's not saying that he's a, he's saying that he's not a man of God because he's mixing ideology with uh, the uh, message they're supposed to uh, preach. But in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, you know, Prophet Ezekiel, Prophet, Prophet Isaiah, Prophet, even Elijah, uh, all of those people spoke truth to power. So Prophet Nathan, you know, who confronted King David, you mm. know, and saying that, uh, look what you've done. Yeah. Uh, so how will you want people listening to grapple with this? Will you conclude that perhaps, you know, Father Kuka has been picked on by the presidency because anytime you put out any statement, uh, they come for his juggler. Well, you expect this. Uh, it's not strange. Even the Gumi today that they romance around is one person that has also come hard on this administration for some time on religious grounds. And you also know the Boko Haram too have come strong on this administration on religious ground. So um, when you look at Father Kuka and look at his anointing, you understand that he should be more of humanity than even talking about piousness in religion. And I think it is that human angle that he's trying to exploit, that why anytime something is happening in the country, he speaks of the state of the nation and brings out facts that are underlining decision-making. If you look at all he has been saying, it's look more like an advice to leadership in the country than maybe attacking the government. And uh, when you interpret advice to be an attack, then nobody can respond again. Uh, Draw it back home. The, the presidency, that question is still a very worrisome issue that Nigerians are still sleeping by and still have not been answered. You recall the former uh, SDF had asked that question who is the presidency so if you d- dive it down there is no appointment in the federal level even at the presidential level that is called spokesman of the presidency we already have special ad- special speaker, special advisor to the yeah, president but the presidency is an institution yeah it is an it? institution, there is nobody who is appointed so if you, they should buy, let me not go there. Let me just finish this uh, long story. You see, the fact here is that um, if the presidency wants to speak, speak to who and at what capacity? What is the constitutional grounds under which the presidency is speaking? The only person who can speak is the president. Now the president speaks through this his appointees. And that means that if issues are raised, and they are not raised only on the president, but on the national issue. It is no longer the problem of the president. He speaks under his cabinet. What we anticipate and why we are worried is that the president, as we speak, is not in this country. And if he's going to give a brief, are we saying that the president listens to everything that Kuka says and give a brief to his aide to respond to Kuka? Okay. Well, uh, aside from that, let's talk about the defense of the presidency now i know maybe you hate that word <laughs> yes it, it doesn't exist yeah that, that that the president uh is not mandated for example transmit power to the vice president he's he, <laughs> you see that's why we have a kind of funny national assembly 
Um, you don't bring morals or you bring friendship into administration. Once a country is a constitutional driven, you know, institution, country, a state, you don't bring morals. The constitution has stated under what grounds power must be transferred from the president to his deputy. And the center of it all is the National Assembly. So you ask yourself, are we having a president today? Who is leading this country? Yeah, we have bodies in London. <laughs> I think I, I want to grab, grab Ashew one time again. He said that the president can rule this country from any part of the world. Uh, same thing that and uh, if you recall, when he was ill for months, he also said the same. Let me tell you, it's not new to Nigerians. This story of how president will rule and where he will rule from has been challenged. And I thought that the home where this thing rests upon is the National Assembly. The National Assembly has tricked this country for too long. But the question is, is it a constitutional matter for the president? It is. It is. Transfer of power is a constitutional issue. The constitution so, Prince Valentine, clearly stated. You are saying that the uh, President Buhari is deliberately wanting to create a lacuna. It's a National Assembly. Okay, National Assembly. Because it so is, what role should the what, what role is the National Assembly supposed to play in this? You see, this National Assembly have a lot of powers, and one of them is when you breach the constitutional provision. And one, this one is a very big breach. He has done it before, and he's doing it again. It's a big breach. The the National Assembly don't want to punish him for his errors. If you recall some of their standoff, you know, on the floor of the house, they will say, no, we are not condemning Buhari, but we are... What are you doing? You are doing what? You are raising an issue. What is an issue in English language? It is something that has not been resolved. You are raising English language in, on the floor of the house and pretending you don't want to say what you want to say? Then what is the essence of having the National Assembly? So, if you recall that this same National Assembly has been going around with the president to do what we call lobby, instead of them, instead of the executive to call lobbying them. These are the kind of things we see. And I feel this country is going down because of the National Assembly. If the president is wrong, he might not know he's wrong. It is the National Assembly that calls him to order. They have all powers to invite anybody they want to invite. But when they invited the president and they found that people were attacking them, what did they see? They draw back like uh, old dogs. That is what we are getting. And the populace, the Nigerians are now watching. Now look at what you just, the, the history you just gave of what happened within yesterday. Because it's history already. Mm -hmm. What happened between yesterday and today. You know the constitution provides that power and authority comes from the people. The moment the people have lost faith in you, there's no more legitimacy. And when there is no legitimacy, no matter the kind of uniform you put on, people will tend to disrespect you. You recall in the Southwest, few weeks ago, when Sunday Iboho yeah. was able to arrest some military men. And at the end of the day, the military denied them. They were in uniform. And these are the kind of things we see. And we say, this legitimacy has been lost. Look at what happened in Ebony State, where people who came to kill are wearing military uniform, thereby putting the military, the real military, on, uh, on that risk. These are the situation. Come back to Plateau. The bombing of churches in Plato. You know the people who bombed were wearing uni uniform. So these are the crises when people start losing legitimacy, trust, belief in you in an administration. You see all these things. So you're attributing it uh, to the issue of losing of faith and trust. It's legitimacy of... issue. Legitimacy. And once you have a legitimacy issue in the country, it is turning towards a failed state. Take example. There is no trust. Amotekun came in. There is no trust. The South is brought their own. Uh, Eastern security mm, network. There is no trust. The Middle Belt is saying, no, we want a community policing. There is no trust. The, you can see these are clear indication that the country is failing. And what is the essence of governance? The essence of governance is just two. One, security. And that is what is failing. Now let's go to welfare. Like Kwemi uh, said. The doctors are on strike. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about how many how people are going to who, who how many persons now know that of how many persons have died between when the doctors are on strike to date. 
Nobody is talking about the number of uh, persons who are queuing up in the hospital just to see a doctor and they cannot go back home. Nobody is talking about that. Nobody is talking about the failed health. We're talking about uh, uh, COVID. We're talking about uh, cholera. We're talking about Lassa. We're talking about so many things in the society. Nobody is talking about because the doctors are already on strike. We are going further. We know also the legislative uh, arm, um, uh, uh, people Pass who on. are managing Pass the, on. you know, uh, they are already on strike. They, so the legislators are not sitting. Even if they are sitting, nobody is taking their minute. Even if they are, nobody is cleaning their shop, uh, offices, nobody is cleaning, cleaning. There are a lot of things going on. We also see again now, there is already a, a, you know, a, 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 a warning strike. For tomorrow, people in the judiciary, they want to also go on strike. Tell me what sector of this country now is moving. I tell you, Ponsat, that every time you call the word Nigeria, you talk about per second billing because <laughs> things happen per second. Uh, 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 Prince Valentine, now let, let's go back to the statement of uh, the governor of Kaduna State, uh, Governor Nasir Erufai. Recall leading, uh, I think, days to the 2019 election. You know, he talked, he, he gave... Well, Maybe a strong wrong warnings, by the way, that any international observer that comes around and gives a wrong perception or, you know, review of the election, they return in body bags. He's been giving a lot of statements. Now, he made a statement yesterday and he said that any bandit that comes to Cardinal to collect money, uh, that they, they should be sure that they won't get narrow, but they will get rain of bullets. Now, statement like this, what message does it send into the camp or does it send into the camp of the bandits? Is it to instigate fear or is it to call their bluff or is it just a show of yes, I'm still in charge from the government? Well, um, let me come in this way. Uh, it's terror for terror. And I think it's global. Mm. You don't negotiate uh, with bandits. He's been able to establish it. Uh, but in that, Southern, in, sorry to cut you, yes. in Southern Cardinal some years back, when no. the killing became really strict, yes. the same governor came out to say that they paid some bandit to stop killing people. We are going so there. I'm going the there. space of two no, and a half years, what have changed? I'm going there. Just give me some minutes. But this fact is that it is terror for terror. Mm. He has established it. If you come to us for any negotiation, kill. You, you kill you. So it's for the bandits to know that the Arufai they know before, whom they have manipulated one way or the other to make money, is no more that Arufai. That's exactly the situation today. Yes, people have commented, people have criticized him, especially when he said, uh, if, you, if you kill a, a, a Fulani today, you'll be owed, it's a debt that you'll pay some other days. He came back again and said, look, I settled these Fulanis so that they will not be killing people any longer. People have heard it. You recall that this name, Erufai, has always come up when we talk about insecurity. From Taraba, Mama Taraba, and so many others had conflicts with him. Even Suleiman, who is a preacher there, had his own conflict with Erufai. But probably, we want to believe that he is now a changed man. And that is why he's not supporting. But if, if he makes, sorry, sorry to cut you. Yes. If he makes such a statement, yes. and if you agree that it's a case of terror for terror, now is mm. the military capable enough to challenge this issue of terror? Because almost a month now, people have been kidnapped from an institution in Cardinal State mm. and they've not been released. But that, this is where we are going. Now, the question you will now ask is Has he given the president this kind of advice? Because the military is not managed by Erufai. The police is not managed by Erufai. It is the president that manages uh, Erufai. Unfortunately, it's the presidency that is ruling Nigeria today. So let me direct it to them. The presidency has not listened to Erufai. If Erufai can call them on a meeting to tell them his new discovery, that it should be terror for terror, terror. then we will, maybe we might move from this very stage we have found ourselves. But you will find out that politicians are selfish. They want to keep things for themselves so that at the end of the day, they will say the invention and the curative measures were done by them. Take example what uh, Tinibu said in Kanu. If he said, okay, the employment of these people, the youths and the rest, will have solved this matter. Why didn't he tell the president six, six years ago that, look, do this, do this, do that? These are the problems we face in Nigeria. People don't want to come together to assist a particular administration. They want the administration to fail so that at the end of the day, they, they will bring their, yeah, they can bring their, why they're campaigning and say, I will do this, I will do that. This is what is going on. But unfortunately, the masses have lost legitimacy. Let's go back to Uweri and see what happened this morning. The, the, the young men came. They were dancing around the roundabout, very close to government house. The governor must have had it. 
You can't say there were no signals to him that something is happening at that particular time. One mm. o'clock. Now, they, before they did, before they now, 30 minutes, they were dancing in uh, that roundabout. Before they now attacked, you know, the various uh, 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 targets they plan to get. Is, is that not sad enough? Now, if you look at it, that means that we don't even have a network. Don't forget that just recently, Wiki said a plane, they are, they are the jet they bought for themselves f- so that they will guide their state had been taken away and taken to the southwest, not west, and not east. So they cannot find it in their state. So you now ask yourself, what has Uzoduma put on ground for them to prove, for, them, for this same security people to use in case of this kind of situation? No, he's, 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 let's drag it back to Eboin. He's having a running battle with his uh, predecessor. Yes, let's go to it. That's our politics. They are playing politics in the, in the state. Let's go back to Eboin. Eboin, there was an attack. And the president, before he left, said there must be justice for the victims of that attack. Now, allegation has come up that people who were arrested for that attack were 66. And only for them to come in the morning, they say 55 had escaped. No, how do you imagine it? Were they, were they, did they arrest all the police in that place? How come, what, which cell did they put 55 persons in a, you know, in a police a, a headquarters? What really happened? So all these things are grievances. And I feel instead of running into a failed state, it is better for our security officers, security personnel to sit down with the president or the presidency and discuss these issues that Nigeria, the control of Nigeria has gone beyond them. Now, now Prince Valentine, yes, let me please. take you back to your statement of terror for terror. Again. Yes, terror um, for terror. It's not something I'm particularly comfortable with because okay. I'm coming from the background of a conflict manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, if you say terror for terror, they say when two elephants fight, the grass would suffer. If you say terror for terror, what is the fate of an innocent Nigerian that could be caught in that way, that probably could be used as human shield for escape, Mm. that probably could be used as a tool of negotiation for probably that be used for soft target. What is the fate of an innocent Nigerian that is not even involved in all of this? If you say they should open terror for terror. Let me tell you, Nigeria has grown. I told you it's per second. When T.Y. Danjuma came up and said, defend yourself or else you stay and they will kill you all. People thought the statement will end there. Thank God the National Security Advisor has also come out and said, how can a community sit down there and say some small bandits just came and shot gun and they started running? Three, just three rounds they of should, <laughs> They should, should wake up. Check what they have. I hope you understand. Absolutely. You also know a particular governor has also applied in Benue State that he is applying that people in Benue State should be free to hold guns so that they protect themselves. We are moving. You see, as the terror is coming in, we are moving. Now, Elrufai has added to all this comment. Look, if you come for if you come to meet me for any money as a bandit, you get a bullet. So it shows that Nigeria is moving. He too has his defense. The community now have been told to defend themselves. This is a gradual movement towards emancipation. But rather than all of this, you know, the Southwest coming up with its own Amotelpon, the Southeast coming up with its own security network, maybe the Middle Belt agitating for a security outfit, is it safe to say now that if you put everything on the table, there's a clear justification for agitation of community policing. It's restructuring, sir. Mm. It's restructuring, sir. The whole thing that is happening today, like I told you, is in one word. La- loss of legitimacy. So what is important to in order to get the unity of Nigerians, in order to get the support of Nigerians, in order to, for Nigerians to be able to lay down their lives for this country, all this government need to do is to listen to those who are calling for restructuring. Yeah. All right, let's open the conversation. Uh, we've been speaking with uh, Prince Valentine Adese, and uh, we're just basically talking about the state of the nation. You can join the conversation now. We love to hear from you. Uh, 90 or you call 90 Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Hello, good evening. My name is Edith Maya Wong. I'm calling from Mawad. We're listening to you, sir. Thank you very much. Hello, we can't hear you. We can't make out your words. Can you hear me now? Yeah, sure. What I want to say this evening is that when the government finally no competence in the government, it's just from that's my thing. Okay. 
Thank you. Uh, you can go to Twitter. Uh, uh, Twitter handle is at JFM Jules. If you search that in your search bar, you're going to uh, find us right there. Don't forget to follow us. And of course, uh, keep tabs with all of our programming. Hello and good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Please talk to us. Uh, my name is Kanga. We're listening, sir. Uh, you see, the issue of this country, from our own, the way I look at it, since 1914, this country has not come together. The North, on their own, the South, even though if you look presently now, the way the, the country is, is still divided. So this one Nigeria, one Nigeria that we have been preaching, is not working. It's not working, and it's not going to help us if we continue this way. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, maybe Okwe will take. Let, let me take some uh, tweets, and then I uh, will go to uh, Facebook. Olishogun David Adek is saying, Pastor Tunde Bakari used to be somebody I cherish, but now I can't understand this man again. Stephen is saying. The issues bedeviling us in the in Nigeria seem hopeless. I just hope for answered prayers from God, especially for those who are pained and suffering unjustly. Uh Chidio Anakbai saying Pastor Bakari's comment that God told him President Buhari will stabilize Nigeria is a garbage comment that has ridiculed him as okay. I can't bring myself to take this silly car okay, okay, okay. Uh Obidi say uh, Governor Arufai comments on not paying bandits and kidnappers is an afterthought. In 2017, the same governor told journalists that he paid unknown gunmen to stop killing the people of Southern Kaduna. Where is the consistency? Dimas is saying anarchy, anarchy, anarchy is looming. Can Nigeria survive our existence under this administration? We are in the serious dilemma. Which way, Nigeria? You say. Pomvang Bulus is saying, your guess is right. The problem of Nigeria is in the legislature, which is a problem both at the federal and state level. What do you expect the head of legislature boying before a governor or the president? Let's take uh, Facebook. Uh, okay, on facebook.com first, like JFM Joss. Uh, man, a lot of messages already. <clears throat> okay, uh, let me start from uh, Emmanuel Izang. He says, happy start to everyone at JFM. Issues of Nigeria's problem are like words. Okay, uh, Phillips Mandung says, when Kuka speaks, Garbashio would quickly connect his microphone to Panasonic office in Japan to attack him loudly. But when Gumi openly defends and mediates for the terrorists, they off their mic. Okay. Dog food, not dog who still chop and last last. Alaji Zizu says, I don't know why our leaders are just quite quick to react to meaningful criticism made towards them. Pastor Bakar spoke out of his humanity, which our leaders lack. I think negotiating. Uh, with bandits is a wrong move to eradicate insurgency in nigeria why not empower the military to fight them i'm about to give up on this country are we really the leaders of tomorrow please don't give up uh that was long sunday says on the issue of security i agree with malam error five for not negotiating with terrorists or bandits or whatsoever they call them uh but you should know that is also part of negotiating with Fulani bandit to stop the killing in Southern Kaduna. But if he's made up his mind not to negotiate with them, then I think it's the right step in the right direction. I, I don't need a leader in my community, local government or state, but I need a leader with the interest of Nigeria at heart. Never give up on our country. Thank you. Uh, Uta Achibong says, I'm really concerned about the current happenings in Nigeria. Where nowhere is safe. What legacy is Tunde Bakari talking about? Buhari has never been in the good books of this country. We have the records. In addition, Bakari played a vital role in bringing the current government to power. He has no moral justification to talk. Uh, he shouldn't add salt to the injury. What? Where was he before now? Is he just realizing in resident doctors are on strike while the president is out there chilling in the name of medical checkup? He should be ashamed of himself for going to enjoy when others are built in their okay to enjoy what others are building in their country i can't hear the president i can hear the presidency saying now you sabi me gonna die there okay saeed eruf uh aramusham says we stand with eruf on this issue of banditry in kaduna negotiating with bandits is never the way out we should give this nail it bandit deadly blow we should make them surrender if not we're in a big mess sylvester og omar the whole country is messed up. Corruption everywhere. No job. I'm here in the screening now in Ojo Barracks in Lagos. 
Come and see what I'm saying. I ask myself, when is son of a nobody, when will he become somebody in this country? Oh, my country, Nigeria. He said he's at the uh, naval screening now in Ojo Barracks in Lagos. Manasseh Hapsin, I don't support to negotiate with the bandits, but my problem is, what is the government doing in releasing the adopted girls? And did the government want them to die in the hand of the kidnappers? Please let the government do the needful. Don Jimmy Ackman. For me, the issue of Nigeria's problem, I lack words to say. I would also, I'm also tired of PMB. Apista. Okay, Kwanga Ayuba Mosi says, we all know the body language of the two talking. It's a reality that we can pretend all is well. Let them make noise. All what I know is that they will reap what they have sown. Sheigumi and Bishop Kuka, who is talking like a man of God? That is a question everybody needs to answer. Good evening. As if Anaya Dabo says, I pray we have a spiritual revolution in this country because I'm tired and I've tried to imagine hope, but all I see is hopelessness. Thaddeus Kelvin Chogi says, I stand with Governor Erufa on this one. No negotiation with bandits. Doing that does not put a stop to banditry. Rather, you paid ransom used to acquiring more weapons. Andrew Amos, PNB has failed us woefully in all ramifications. His style of leadership is contrary to his 2015 campaign promises. I don't know why the presidency usually give Bishop Kuka salmon speedy attention whenever he mentions their weakness, but he couldn't do the same to Cheikh Gumi, who is negotiating with the bandit. Uh, Albert Agza says, Albert Akaya Dagza says, it is very unfair to say and very hurtful things to hear by families, relatives, and the loved ones of the kidnapped student of Cardinal State and other states in the country and that they should not negotiate with kidnappers who I also believe are terrorists having been terrorizing the entire country. Negotiation and paying them ransom can only and would always make it a lucrative business venture and would also empower them to carry their nefarious activities of terrorizing the people. The federal government should as a matter of urgency wake up to his responsibility of securing the country by rescuing the student. God up country, God up Nigeria. Good evening. Thank you, Abakt Daxa. Uh, Luan Ringchang says, Muhammadu Buhari has turned Nigeria into a residential institution of favoring relatives, friends, and the one ethnic group through the influence of nepotism. Good evening. Okay, Enoch Ayuba says, What I understand about this government is that they are not ready to hear anything from the people of Nigeria. I so much believe that this government knows what is happening in this country. So stop wasting your time on them. They know everything. Okay. Uh, and this is coming from Aliyu Abdul. And he says, I stand with Cardinal State Governor, but I don't completely agree with him because of what he did in the past by paying headsmen. And he said he also had issues of PMB. I'm also laughing because the APC has turned Nigeria into a big joke. Prince Daniel, why is it that up to now the federal government has refused to call them by their names? Terrorists, that's who they are. They are quick to declare IPOB members, which they are only seen is agitating. But the federal government has chosen to pamper the bandits. Well, God is watching. Dadab Gideon Gimba says, and without refer on this one, bandits or whatever they call them, they are too small for any government to negotiate with. Okay. Uh, Aliyu Suleiman says, injustice uh, people like Prince Valentine. Uh, I, I think that's that's not a complete message. Let me take the last one. Yeah. Uh, let me let me squeeze in one more. Isangasi says, uh, this administration does not have something tangible to offer us. Let's be realistic. No freedom of speech anymore. Small thing they will say it is hate speech. What a regime. I love you guys and God bless JFF. Let's go to the phone calls. Hello and good evening. Oh, we got you late. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight. Uh, for it, uh, William Zagun is saying one word, descending. Nigeria is falling into anarchy under this government of Buhari and APC. Kadwal Modest is saying, let every region in Nigeria go and settle their own problems and state policing will be the way to curb insecurity in this country. Hello and good evening. Thanks for calling. Hey, good evening. This is Gurubi calling from Kangang. Well, listening, sir. You see, any government that, that does not look, uh, do not listen to criticism, they want to criticize the court of dissident. Now, the only option our pledge is we, we pledge to, it's no longer pledge to Nigeria, it's pledge to my party. We should change the national pledge. I pledge to my party, not Nigeria. Because obviously, the government has failed. When you criticize, you want to make them listen to constructive criticism. 
when you criticize you become a dissident, then how can we advance? A place in Nigeria is no longer a place in Nigeria. It's a place to my party. Okay. Thank you. Okay, uh, different strokes for different folks there. Uh, 90 or you call 90 Hello and good evening. Thanks for good calling. Good evening, my brother. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling. Talk yeah, to us, please. Bob. Bob, we're listening. You know, we are having a very serious problem. I think this is only in June. We have a serious problem where people are visiting for structuring. Uh, a lot of rehabilitation. What I would say, we are, we are five previous governments. First Republic, Second Republic, Finnish salary. So all these things we are talking or hearing, does it, does it, does it, does it happen during their time? So my, my advice is not like when you have problems in mathematics. You have different formula to sort it out. That's what they call almighty formula. What you need is solution. So if you are tried the public in this country and it works. We don't have this kind of problem we have. I think we should go back up to that first public where you have uh, regional uh, uh, government of the team. Let everybody rule himself the way he was. You know? All of us let it be so. So let it be freedom in the country. Rule yourself the way you want to rule yourself. You are family. Even agitation of uh, state police. You are like that in British Pakistan. Police, police, police commissioners are answerable to governors of their state. Doing that at this time. Why can't you go back, go back to that kind of, of, of system? Why can't you go back to that kind of system? Instead of us wasting our time right. talking, talking, wasting, present, wasting many things, or talking on, on national issues. Hey, this is unfair. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Well, Prince Valentine. Well, uh, let's take this. Maybe the uh, final call before we uh, bring you up again. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello. I can hear you. Thank you for calling. Talk to us, please. Hello, Mister Okay, maybe you call back again. But Prince Valentine, you know, talk to us about uh, uh, what the, do, do you hear fatigue in the voice? Do you hear frustration? You know, what can you deduce from the comments, you know, made by people, uh, both through phone calls and, of course, social media? Yeah, it shows that Nigerians are not excited over this uh, present administration. And uh, they've lost confidence, like I told you, in the entire process. Uh, if, if you go far, you discover that... Um, People like Odoma King, who has been talking on behalf of the masses, is gone. We saw a House of Rep member who just lost his life owing to an accident. You can find that people are not actually mourning because the number of deaths that we have registered in a week keeps people not to even think about who is dying and who is not dying. Mm. And we are losing very prominent persons. And it's worrisome. Now look at how farmers who are supposed to go for the prepare their farming uh, belts for this present coming rain. They are scared. Nobody's talking about them. And I learned fertilizer, I think they said 18,000, close to 20,000 basically. And that is the fertilizer they promised that they will make the farmers have. Where is it? Where are they? You, you can understand. And you know most of these uh, peasant farmers who don't farm for commercial reasons but for subsistence reasons. Where would they get this money at this point? So we should be thinking more deep into some of these things. But this government is not looking at it from that perspective. We know labor at all levels have sent their worries to this administration, whether minimum wage or off minimum wage from one, the constitution and the rest. <laughs> There's no way forward. You understand? And uh, that's why some of us want to speak. We, well, we speak for them. We want them to also uphold it. Okay. Well, well uh, in your parting words, talk to us about the how, like they'll say, you know, how waiting man go do, for example. Mm. High cost of living, stagna, uh, stagnant uh, wage. Talk to us about that. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The high cost of living is caused by Nigerians. What do you mean by that? For the past six years, farmers have been killed. 
For the past six years, farmers are living in IDP camps. For the past six years, nobody had gone to cultivate his farmland. For the past six years, in all the zones, from the northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast, and even in the south-south, no farm produce. As we speak today, no storage farm, no storage of grains or anything in our silos. In the past six years, what we recorded, the achievements we have been recording, is that we borrowed money and the money had been distributed either to the poor of the poor. Now you recall that the National Assembly, that's why we talk about them, they call for this list and what measure they use in getting the poor of the poor. Have you heard that again? It has been collapsed. It just dies. Anything you bring, it dies. And that is where we have our big problem. We've talked about people, uh, I recall uh, uh, President Buhari was talking about the Jonathan over bloated uh, administration where so many cars were being used. He talked about even reducing lawmakers, you know, allowances and if he's elected. But today, what's happening? The lawmakers are they take more. They are even talking about the cars. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah, well, I, I lament with Nigerians. Yeah, well, we can go on and on and on and on. But thank you very much, Prince Valentine. Okay, me your final word. Uh, well, well, it's just unfortunate that uh, it seems the structure that we have on ground had, you know, admitted to failure. Because it looks like everyone is just, uh, you know, a governor in their own space. Everyone is a presidency in their own corner. Also, I just hope that you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, would ask ourselves, how do we sleep at night? If mm. you're a policymaker. When you wake up in the morning to give anti-people policies, how does it make you feel? If you wake up in the morning and you know that somebody had an accident because a road is bad and you've not fixed it, how does it make you feel? If you wake up in the morning and you find out that there's so much injustice everywhere, how does it make you feel as a policymaker? I think we've lost it. Everything called conscience in this country. As individuals, it's not just about... I saw a picture of someone that was stealing from the railway track. The person was cutting, you know, the tracks. And somebody confirmed to me that in their own area in Lagos Island, all the railings that were used to cover all the bridges, all the pedestrians, they've removed everything. Mm. That is not the government. It is not the government that says that you should go and cut railings or cut public utilities and sell them. It is not the government that says you should go into the transformer of your community and steal a feeder from the transformer and come back and resell it for the same community. Hunger. That is not the government. Hunger. Well, well, well. Well, this is the much you take. Okay. <laughs> we can go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, just breaking news. We got news. According to Leadership Newspapers reporting that five kidnapped uh, students of uh, Kaduna Forestry College have been released. They've regained their freedom. So I think that's some cherry news. Thank you very much. Stay tuned to the news table. There was 6 o'clock. Thank you, Prince Valentine. My name is Ponsak Fanap. Have a good evening. Bye. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts.